Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. I'm Sam. I am. Welcome to the Lifeboat live stream of Veritable Pirates Cove of Misinformation and Wrong Think. Well, tonight we're going to talk and really dive into what's happening with fertility. And I want to really focus on male fertility in this one. It's something we haven't talked about. There's a really great research article that was put out by one of the uh, researchers for a couple of the networks out there that are covering these topics. And it lays out what the nanoparticles, I talk about the lipid nanocomplex, or, or you hear the LNP, lipid nanoparticle, and the complex is really to sort of convey the point that it's not like one thing, it's this complex of things that is nothing like salad oil. It's never, it's a pegylated lipid among other things. Pseudouridine is in there as well. This stuff's never been used in humans before. And guess what? You guys are the animal uh, study. <laughs> Good luck. Of course, when they did do animal studies uh, on pigs after the second dose of just the pegylated lipid, they started having heart attacks. And so, there's some information, some studies that this woman has gone through and really laid out a beautiful timeline of what they knew when, what we know now from the studies, what was done, and, and it just sort of walks through and as well covers what some of the studies show is happening as a result of these nanoparticles that are being used in these vaccines, which happen to collect in the ovaries, in the testes. And again, this is something I think has happened to me because that's where my symptoms started at the same time that several of you in the audience were experiencing the same thing. Your wife, I remember one of you were telling me your wife got vaccinated and then shortly after you had your testicles swelling and, and other issues going on. And that was, there was like this kind of wave of that sweeping across and there were several, several of you in the listening audience that reported that as well. And so uh, you know, I don't know if I was just exposed to COVID or if I was exposed to some sort of shed lipid nano complex with mRNA inside of it. That's kind of what I suspect, even though, you know, who, who really knows? I don't know if we can, we'll ever know. But and then I proceeded to have a series of five things that were not really so much. I caught COVID symptoms like I didn't get sick. I didn't, you know, develop a cold and all those things like uh, I did when I think I actually caught COVID. I developed one vaccine injury symptom after another, after another, after another, after another. Started in my testes, developed into a rash, stopped up this ear, changed the tinnitus, got louder, and then one ear started changing tone, which it's never done. I've had tinnitus for years. And I think what happened there, potentially, at least this is my working hypothesis, so I got some level of mRNA exposure, <clears throat> And that set up shop, started pumping out spike proteins in my testes. Those uh, spike proteins that were expressed, some of them cleaved off at the fern cleavage site. And the, I think it's the S2 subunit, then with the HIV inserts, then goes floating around. And it caused, I think, the rash in the area, which, you know, there's a lot of vaccine injured who had those red dots where they're clotting, basically. And those spikes are in there causing cells to die and you know, all sorts of other things. Um, and it also, what, what else do we know? If you have pre-existing conditions, it makes them worse, which is exactly what happened when my, this year completely stopped up. I couldn't hear out of it. And the tinnitus started changing tones, which is something it's never done. But I, again, I was reading one of these vaccine injury reports 
And that's what somebody who was vaccinated was reporting. So, you know, this damage that we're talking about could be done to a lot of people, uh, people who have just caught COVID as well as people who are vaccinated. And again, you're talking orders of magnitude difference there and as far as exposure to the spike, because that's what's really causing all of the damage in the body. It's not enough that you never got the shot or that, that uh, you never even caught COVID. There, there are multiple ways to be exposed to the spike. It can be from the shot. That's going to give you trillions. It can be from the virus. That's probably going to give you millions. It can be from being around someone recently vaccinated that's shedding. And I, I don't even know what the numbers are there or being in that same environment where people are vaccinated coming in and out all day, shedding uh, spike proteins, who knows what else, perhaps uh, lipid nanocomplex MR uh, encased, no, mRNA encased in lipid nanocomplexes, which what does that do? It also helps it survive outside the body. So, okay. Uh, with that said, I want to take first before we jump into that. And I want to sort of remind us, take us on a little trip down memory lane here to what they were saying about the people who were not taking part in these gene transfection therapies that they want you to desperately believe are vaccines. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin, and your refusal has cost all of us. People who are incubators for every variant to come, walking around lawfully unvaccinated? That's psychotic. For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death. For yourselves, your families, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm. About this, in a world of threats and tyrants and terror, you know what our biggest enemy is in America? Our fellow Americans. They are the ones that are propagating this outbreak. Being frustrated that there is still a percentage of the population are, who are not vaccinated. I wish that he would go further to restrict the activities of the unvaccinated. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy. You're... That's... That 25% can cause a lot of damage, and they are. If you're willing to walk among us unvaccinated, you are an enemy. Well, you know, it's my rights. and Okay. <laughs> but I don't care. The pandemic of the unvaccinated. Well, look, the only pandemic we have is among the unvaccinated. And, that, and, they're, and they're killing people. Freedom not to follow the facts, even if your freedom... <laughs> kills people what kind of freedom is that what kind of freedom do they really want we have a pandemic because of the unvaccinated and they're selling enormous confusion the unvaccinated overcrowd our hospitals or overrunning emergency rooms and intensive care units leaving no room for someone with a heart attack or pancreatitis or cancer shouldn't they have to pay more into the system because they are collapsing our health system, they're the ones in the ERs. Require vaccination universally. Have the military run it. If you don't want to get vaccinated, you better be ready to prove your conscientious objector status in court. It's almost like it's going to be two Americas. Almost like that's exactly what they've created. This group of the brainwashed who are going down with the ship, we're going to... 
we're going to look at uh, some of them later on in the show. But you have this this group of just these brain dead idiots who are just going to do whatever the authorities tell them, no matter how wrong they've been about everything so far. And they're going to go get their bivalent booster and they're going to virtue signal about it. And there's nothing really that you can do or say to them that's going to change their mind, right? They're going down with the ship. And then you have the terrorists, basically. Anybody who's not going along with the narrative is increasingly attacked. And now this is the tide's turning on this a little bit in some states. But we were under, you know, full on assault. They were trying to destroy our quality of life and tell us that we were killing people, that we should be denied health care. People were denied transplants. When the reality is, it is the people who took this gene transfection therapy that put their lives in danger, that are straining the healthcare system now, that are accounting for making up most of these excess deaths that we're going to look at tonight. And of course, what's happening now? Well, let's hear from Trudeau. Trying to bring people together mm-hmm. is not always compatible <laughs> with science, with respect for human rights. With your family cashing in, getting a cut of every mRNA injection? With the best way to move things forward. I mean, mm. when Aaron O'Toole talks about, oh yes, we need to unite people, we need to bring people together, he's talking about defending the rights of people who are anti-vax to endanger my kids and endanger us all of future lockdowns and risk all of us having a slower recovery. If you make a choice, a personal choice... Of course, what's happening with the vaccinated? Well, they're taking 15 days to clear the virus Whereas most of the unvaccinated, they're getting it knocked out in seven days or less, five, seven days. Of course, you can take Paxlovid and then we can pretty much calculate the day that you're going to test positive again for COVID-19 because of the rebound, because it's just pausing the virus and then it comes back when when you stop taking the drug. Because none of this crap works and it all comes with its own toxicity and and risks that are not being given in informed consent. We are being lied to and misled by these psychopaths who are profiting from the government, forcing these shots, mandating these shots, coercing people into taking these shots and shaming them and taking away their ability to live their lives. To not get vaccinated, then I will have no sympathy for you when you come to me and said, oh, but I can't go out to a restaurant with my friends, or I'm not being allowed to go to the gym, or my employer uh, is telling me I have to continue to work from home. Or we took your job away, or we canceled your bank account, and now you can't pay rent or buy groceries because we took the society cashless through our corporate masters, like Starbucks. Uh you don't have a right to endanger others. To such bullshit. And the reality is this booster is nothing more than a new variant. It's going to create a new variant that will escape the immune pressure and it will be nastier than the previous one. 
and more people will get sick. Probably most of us, you know, vaccinated or unvaccinated, doesn't matter. So what does that mean? Oh, that means another round of exposure to the spike, which as it's coursing through your veins, going through your body, it's doing damage. And so, and again, that's where like K2 nicotinase, I think it is, <clears throat> is an important thing because that helps clear that spike and break it down, which is just, yeah, it's just vitamin K2. Okay. So also what's happening? What does the data look like? Well, we've got this right here from the Nederlands. So yesterday, one of the largest Dutch newspapers reported that there are hundreds of excess deaths in the Netherlands, but that nobody knows why. Well, of course, everyone who hasn't been living under a rock knows exactly why, but it turns out, surprise, surprise, that the Dutch government is withholding the vaccination status of the people who died so that independent researchers can't officially confirm what we all know is going on here. And guess why the government's not... And I'm sure we can totally trust them not to rig the data or fudge the numbers in any way to cover up for their crimes. Sharing this data because of privacy reasons. Mm. I know, the exact same people who ended the entire concept of medical privacy, who asked you to show your papers to just get into a simple bar, for example, those people are now hiding behind privacy regulations. These were the same people who, and I quote, said to the Dutch people, we know where the unvaccinated live. We will find them door to door, arm to arm. So please spare us this privacy. <laughs> You're just trying to cover up your own tracks. <laughs> Oh, I love that for multiple reasons. Okay, uh, so let's dive in a little bit here. Here's some more data. This is from Germany. This is ArcMedic's uh, blog here, and this is back July 17th, so a little bit old. We're gonna. I just want to rehash this for you so you have a context of what's happening. They're hiding the data in a lot of these countries. In Australia, they've stopped reporting for, I think some of them are nine months behind in reporting the, the deaths data. So they know they have a problem. They're trying to get away with it. And they're hoping that like they don't get caught in the act or that they, you know, they can just, I guess, sweep this under the rug and people stop asking for the death data looking forward. Who knows? <laughs> so the German birth data has just been released, uh, updated to April, 2022 and continues to show an 11% drop from the average for the last seven years and a 13% drop from 2021. The drop from the previous seven years is a 6.6 .6 sigma event. It's a never event, meaning it doesn't happen without something being at cause, okay? And that something just happens to correlate with the rollout of the vaccines and the boosters. You get these bumps that are almost predictable. A bunch of authors, including uh, Jiki Leaks, Igor Chudov and Josh Getznow raised flags and we've covered all of their articles, a sudden drop in birth rates only to be censored or fact checks. Well, this is a 6.6 .6 Sigma event. It's a one in 12.5 billion chance that this would happen without something being at cause, but sure there's nothing to see here. Move along. And there's the graph. You can see it's a pretty decent drop tens of thousands. They were running at, if you, added up for the whole year 2018 they were at just shy of 250,000 2019 was 245,000 
2020 was 246,000. 2021 was 255,000. 2022 was 221 or 222,000. So tens of thousands of births didn't happen. Okay. And what's going on? Well, I want you to know this is uh, from the ethical skeptic. I want you to know that this is not like we don't have one thing pointing at, hey, there's there's a problem. There are literally red flags going up everywhere in multiple countries where these shots have been rolled out. And ethical skeptics pointing out what's, what could be killing people through kidney failure, renal failure at this rate. Whatever it is, it's not abating, and it has killed 42,000 persons since that pivotal week 14 where they had peak vaccination per week, number of doses administered, and you also had enough time had passed for a, a control, a, let's see, a large enough group of the population to get the shot, react to it, and then get diagnosed and entered into the data to where all of them turned and started climbing. And ethical skeptic, we went through his uh, his blog piece about two or I think it's three weeks ago now, um, where we broke down. I think he had 11 factors, different types of, um, diagnoses that were problematic. And I think like nine of those were clear, clear signal. And this is one of them. He was talking, arc medic back here was talking about a 6.6 Sigma being one in 12.5 billion well, the renal failure is a 19 sigma event. It's 90% of excess non-COVID renal failure mortality. He even pulled out uh, people that were diagnosed with COVID and died of renal failure because that could be, well, they didn't get treated for mild COVID and died of kidney failure. So there are signals again everywhere. They're all correlating with the rollouts of the shot this week 14 this was the April 10th through the 20th, I think, something like that in 2021. That was the pivotal week when the tide turned and this went, started going really bad, really, really bad. And they have just been covering this up ever since, not reporting data, uh, deleting data, recategorizing records, anything they can to sweep this all under the rug and make it go away. And I've talked about, We've been covering, you know, two years ago, we were talking about one of the OBGYNs that had a patient and the baby's head was grow, was split open and growing split open in the womb and, of course, didn't make it. And, and they were seeing horrific things like that happening back then, 20, early 2021, when these shots were being rolled out. And, you know, they were perfectly safe and effective for pregnant women and their babies, and it actually protects them is what, what they were told. And those are all lies, all of them. And I've pointed out, even the babies that make it through this gauntlet to actual live birth are still not out of the woods. And here's Ethical Skeptic saying, uh, this was September 8th, client today, quote, I was reluctant to get the vax, but because I was pregnant. Uh, but my work and doctor said it was important that I get it and insisted now I have a six-month-old baby just diagnosed with cancer. And that's going to be the fate. I think a lot of these babies born to vaccinated parents, and there's you know, some different things going on with males versus females. We're going to dive into that a little bit tonight. 
I don't think, I think a lot of them are not going to make it to their 10th birthday because they're going to develop problems like this from these shots. And that this is also a multi-generational thing. Some of the ones that survive are going to go on to express spike later and their descendants won't be able to have kids, potentially. That's what's been set up here because this is a bioweapon. We are in a holocaust. It's a genocide, democide, whatever you want to call it. I don't know that it's the government, but it's the people, entities controlling the government that are pushing us through a depopulation event because their currency is failing. They don't need all of us, they think. And they're going to go a different direction, (laughs) meaning buy up all the assets and further centralize their power and control over humanity. So uh, this is from Igor, his uh, substack, Igor Chertoff. He was referenced in uh, Archmedic's tweet. And this is about the data from Germany, but there's an inter- another aspect to it that now correlates. Three weeks ago, he wrote an article about Germany highlighting a very large and consistent drop in births starting in January this year, nine months after vaccination of young people began. I found data on 2021 abortions in Germany also showing an uncharacteristically large decline in abortions, accidental pregnancies. The abortion data is completely independent confirmation of the declining fertility of Germans. Think about that. Abortions are usually accidental births, and we're going to go into that a little bit. But these are, you know, women having sex either unprotected and they get pregnant and don't want the baby or maybe the protection contraception doesn't work and they don't want the baby. Well, now what might be the cause of this and kind of what we think is happening is that there are fewer fertile women out there. And as a result, abortions are dropping because they're not capable of getting pregnant like they used to. We have new data for April. Births dropped by 12% in 2022 compared to April of 2021. And the birth rates are seasonal. And that's why it's important to track year-on-year changes. So comparing this year's April to last year's April and note the difference because there is a very, very much a seasonality to births. And you can see here on this chart, there's September 2021. It's, uh, you know, like 2 or 3%. Goes up to 4% in October, November, it's up a little over 5%, maybe 55 December 2021, it drops almost back to zero. And then January of 2022, it's down almost a little over 10%. February, it peaks at negative 13.28% drop over the previous February in 2021, okay? And March, it's... Uh, also, you know, it looks like negative 12 and April, uh, is like a negative 11 and a half maybe. So we've got five months of down birth rates here. The data for April confirmed the reduction in birth rate over the first three months is not a fluke and is continuing for the fourth month. Remember, abortions result from unplanned pregnancies aside from a relatively small amount of abortions happening due to fetal anomalies. I would say that's probably up now after these shots as well. 
Most abortions happen because the pregnancy was unexpected, unwanted, and accidental. Sudden increases or decreases in abortions only be ha- happen because of, you know, they change a law or something or because of changes in fertility. In the case of abortions, however, the pregnancy is almost always unplanned to begin with, so social factors like economic expectations have little to do with most abortions. Those abortions are only indications of fertility and desire to have unprotected sex, and they fell in 2021 by 5.3%. And you can see the chart here. It's probably, I mean, maybe way up here, what was that, back in... 2001 there's a pretty steep uh, drop that sort of matches with where we are now but it's been declining but not at this rate okay it was about 101,000 and it dropped to 94,600 so you lost 5,400 yeah Average of 1,452 abortions per year. In the year 2021, abortions fell 5,352. Please recall uh, younger Germans in 2021 did not start vaccination until about May. So thus, if vaccinations are the cause of lower fertility, on uh, their effect on pregnancies would not be seen until the second half of 2021. Thus, a 5% drop in abortions could roughly mean a 12% decline in fertility starting about July. The abortion story is not as such a proof of causation. It's a piece of evidence that agrees with his vaccination hypothesis and strongly disagrees with the possibility that change in fertility is caused by social factors. Oh, it's the lockdowns. Oh, it's this or that. Okay. So now what you have is births declining, but also abortions declining in Germany. All right, and wait, there's more. California's birth rate declined 6.4% in June. This is from June of 2022. And what do we see in their month-to-month comparison from January to June? A declining pattern. Started off an increase of, uh, looks like about 7 8%. And it dropped and it dropped and then it went negative and then it sort of rebounded a little bit, but still negative in May. And then in June, we're at negative 5.6%, I think it was. I'm sorry, 6.4%. And I want to go down to here. We do not know yet if massive changes in birth rates will be permanent or temporary. Uh, You remember the Hungary article where he broke it down by county? Uh, and those were continually declining by county, and it correlated also with the vaccine rate per county. The, the higher the vaccination rate, the higher the, um, the birth rate declined, or the greater the birth rate declined. So another suggested correlation between these gene transfection therapies and the birth rate right there, and then it recovered a little bit, and so he was you know, maybe this is hope for optimism, but I think it's since turned again and gone down, but don't quote me on that. Uh, Okay. Is it possible that the reduction is a mix of temporary and permanent effects? I think he kind of thinks so. Uh, But one thing he does say, the further vaccine uh, doses later, that could also affect birth rates. And what do we see? The vaccine injuries correlate with 
the number of shots you've had, meaning the more shots you take, the more likely you are to have a vaccine, to be vaccine injured because it's showing a cumulative, almost linear effect because these, these lipid nanoparticles, lipid nanocomplexes are very damaging and toxic to your body on their own. And then the spike as well is a bioweapon that's going in and killing your cells and creating all sorts of damage and, and other things. Okay. California is in great company in, in a great company of North Dakota, Germany, UK, Switzerland, Taiwan, the UK and Sweden, where birth rates are down in all of those countries, Taiwan, it's negative 27, almost 28%. Hungary. We went through that article uh, a couple months back. Sweden's birth rate is dropping precipitously every month, dramatic decline in births in Germany. So the evidence is there that, Oh yes, this is real and it's happening folks. And this is the article that really goes into a lot of detail for males. Now this is Amy Kelly. She is the program director for the war room and daily clout. And she's put together just a really, I think pretty amazing uh, article here. I'm going to blow up just a little bit that we're going to go through in late 2020 medical professionals, public health agencies and government spokespeople all assured the American public that the novel MRNA vaccines did not cause negative systemic effects to human bodies brought to market at warp speed. The vaccines were safe and effective, right? I mean, we all remember the talking points. Those who questioned or challenged safe and effective assurances were dismissed as anti-vaxxers accused of wanting to kill others. We just watched the video of that, especially grandma, right? Few medical and public health experts spoke out about the need for long-term studies. We did. We talked about that. Why there's not even midterm studies, much less long-term studies. Oh, and they vaccinated the control group. So we're never getting any more data. This is insanity. The attack on challengers resulted in catastrophic harms to male fertility. Pfizer's own documents and other medical studies show, number one, that the mRNA vaccine ingredients can be transferred from one person to another via skin-to-skin contact, inhalation, or, and via sexual intercourse through bodily fluids. That is to say, vaccine shedding can occur via sexual contact, including via exposure to semen and this is one of, I figured this was going on. I didn't know about this study. I don't, don't believe, but this is why I, you know, got off tender and all of that because it, it's maybe not the best time and, and yeah, it's maybe not the best time to be uh, sexually promiscuous with what's happening to the vaccinated with their immune systems being decimated and they're getting outbreaks of all every kind of virus and different cancers and so forth. Who knows what you're exposing yourself to if you choose that. Uh, Two, Pfizer did not test male reproductive toxicity. Male reproductive toxicity is defined as adverse effects, negative impacts related to sexual function and fertility in adult males. Number three, Pfizer did also, also did not test for adverse effects from vaccinated men's semen on the development of their offspring. So what did they do? In their study where they vaccinated before conception, they vaccinated the females, but none of the males. Why? mRNA vaccine ingredients travel through the body and gather in organs, including in the testes. So here's where this is the 
lipid nanoparticle where they knew that these things go all throughout the body. And I might actually... Let me see this one now. We probably don't want to go through that document. <laughs> okay. Um, mRNA vaccines resulting in anti-sperm antibodies. Now, this was new to me. That is to say, antibodies that treat sperm as an invader and kill or damage or kill it is a known adverse event related to this form of vaccination. Okay, so what's happening there? Antibodies are coming and attaching to your sperm so they can't swim as well, can't move as well, or, you know, may not, maybe don't survive. mRNA vaccines cause a staggering drop in semen concentrations and total modal count. Now, we covered that article, and that, that one's right here. And if you remember, what did they report down here? T3, you, know, you had the intervals, T0 was your first one before they got vaccinated, and then T1, T2, and T3, and these were sperm donors who had their counts evaluated and so forth. T3 evaluation, so that's the third, that's the, like, it's basically at five months when they collected for the last time for the study, just a little shy, and it's there's a range when each time period uh, did the collection because, you know, it's people coming in to donate regularly, but not necessarily on a clinical schedule. Uh, T3 evaluation demonstrated overall recovery without semen volume and sperm mortality were not impaired. And that's what the media took and ran with. But it's not even remotely true because here they are saying, however, while volume and motility changes on T2 were not significant, sperm concentration was significantly lowered uh, due to a decrease of 15.4% compared to T0, the, the initial sample before they got the shot. Although concentration and TMC were reduced also on T3, these values did not reach statistical significance. So they have this p-value, which is um, a probability value, and that it's st statistically significant, and they're getting 0 0.044, 0 0.027 on some of these. Um, so that's what they're trying to say is, well, it declined, but it's not significant. Um, okay. Let me see if I can get back. There's the change and the p-value. Yeah, so 15.4%. Okay, we'll go through that some more uh, below. By suppressing discussion of this information, public health agencies, medical professionals, and governments globally denied and continue to deny men true informed consent. Absolutely, 100%. And like, how could they even, even fathom unleashing something like this on humanity knowing that it could potentially go over and transfect other men? other people. We stated above that Pfizer knew that men can transmit the vaccine ingredients to their partners via sexual intercourse. Pfizer's clinical trial protocol shows that the company suspected that the negative fertility impacts may occur in men from its vaccine. Male trial participants had to follow specific male participant reproductive inclusion criteria. These were spelled out in uh, all 14 versions of Pfizer's protocol. Male participants were eligible to participate, meaning get the trial in the, get the shots in the trial. If they agreed to uh, basically wait for 28 days, abstinence for 28 days during the intervention period from the last shot, uh, 
which corresponds to the time needed to eliminate reproductive safety risk of the study interventions, which we know now is not true because the spike doesn't just go away. It's found in the body every time we've checked at some levels. Now it's decreasing levels, but it's still there. The inclusion criteria requirements stated that men must refrain from donating sperm. In addition, the men in the Pfizer trials must either abstain from uh, heterosexual intercourse with a female of childbearing potential as their preferred and usual lifestyle. They must be abstinent from heterosexual intercourse with a female of childbearing age on a long-term and persistent basis, and they must agree to remain abstinent. What do you think they were worried about here? Or the men in the Pfizer trial must agree to wear a condom when engaging in uh, any activity that allows for passage of ejaculate to another person. In addition to male condom use, a highly effective method of contraception was maybe considered in the women of childbearing age uh, partners of male participants. So they wanted, if you're going, we, we want you to not have any, have sex anymore. But if you do, you have to wear a condom and the woman should be on some form of birth control that's extremely effective as well. In other words, the men in the Pfizer trial agreed to abstain from intercourse with childbearing women. If they did have intercourse, they'd, yeah, that's what we just read. I'll just skip that. Um, the Pfizer study constructs regarding total abstinence from sex with women who could bear children or else their use of both condoms and other contraceptions suggests that Pfizer suspected that vaccinated men's ejaculate could both affect women and unborn children conceived during the trial or after. And then we have EDP, exposure during pregnancy. We've talked about that one and referenced that many times on this show. A male participant who is receiving or has discontinued study intervention exposes a female partner prior to or around the time of conception. Okay, a female is another EDP is a female is found to be pregnant while being exposed to or having been exposed to study intervention due to environmental exposure below are examples of environmental exposure during pregnancy. And this includes a male family member or healthcare provider who has been exposed to the study intervention by inhalation or skin contact, then exposes his female partner. So your husband doesn't even get vaccinated but they're around so they go to dinner with a buddy who's a trial participant, then they should be following the protocol. Even though they never got the shot, they could have been exposed to something from the person who was vaccinated in the trial and then come home and they're worried that that would interfere with contraception. You, you think about what happened to me and so many other guys in the audience when that whole thing sort of swept around when the shots were being rolled out. Seems like maybe that's exactly what happened. Clearly, Pfizer showed strong concern about uh, and precautions against exposure to the study intervention, that is the mRNA vaccine. I, can't, I don't want to call it a vaccine. Gene transfection therapy. Via bodily fluids contact, such as exposure to ejaculate and via skin-to-skin contact. Yet as recently as July 2022, the CDC uh, assured Americans that COVID-19 and mRNA vaccine shedding, quote, the release and discharge of any of the vaccine components in or outside the body is a myth, right? And then they banned, locked my social media account. And I appealed it, citing what? Exactly this right here, the exposure during pregnancy section in their own trial that was released. And Twitter did not respond for over nine months. Why? 
because they knew I was right. They knew it was true. They knew that this was a lie, but they were taking their marching orders from the White House and from the CDC. And we now have the emails that show that they were colluding to censor people and remove this information from the public discussion. These are criminal offenses, people. People are dead. There are dead babies. There are barren women right now because these people lied and colluded to cover up their lies. Indeed, a recent FOIA via Americans First Legal revealed that Carol Crawford sent her an email, it's in my Substack of the CDC, coordinated with Twitter employees to target tweets about shedding as, as an example of as the CDC put put it, of misinformation, but it was not, per Pfizer's own documents, disinformation at all. According to the manufacturing manufacturer, the pharmaceutical cartels, shedding was a real concern. NIH boldly stated on February 1st of this year, 2022, COVID-19 vaccination does not reduce chances of conception. <laughs> Pfizer did not initially evaluate its vaccine's male reproductive toxicity i.e. adverse effects on fertility in adult males during clinical trials because the company was in a rush. That Quote, the absence of reproductive toxicity data is reflective of the speed of development to the first identify and select COVID-19 mRNA vaccine BNT162B2 for clinical testing and its rapid development to meet the ongoing urgent health need that they manufactured. But when Pfizer eventually did look at the mRNA vaccine's impact on male fertility, the company used untreated male rats for its reproductive and developmental toxicity studies. They fabricated the studies. This un, the untreated males made it with female rats that had, not, that had been dosed with the Pfizer mRNA injections. Throughout the Pfizer document, the issues arise that studies were constructed so that Pfizer and the FDA did not find what it chose not to look for. And this was the thing. FDA advised them to do all these studies, and they were like, mm, yeah, we're not going to do that, because they knew the answer, because they had already been doing those studies for previous years, like the biodistribution study that they did in rats and knew that it went all over. And they just, why would they open themselves up and do that to, to what? Put out a safe product? They don't care. The government gave them complete liability. They're not going to be held accountable for anything, all these deaths. At least if we let them get away with it, that's, that's what's going to happen. The statement seems to indicate, oh, sorry, I skipped a section here. Uh, how do scientists determine a new drug's adverse effects on male fertility if they only give it one half of the reproducing population, the females, the treatment in question? Yeah, doesn't seem to really make sense, does it? That same Pfizer document goes on to say macroscopic and microscopic evaluation of male and female reproductive tissues from the repeat dose toxicity studies showed no evidence of toxicity. Everything's fine. This statement seems to indicate that the study sought to evaluate whether the vaccine was passed through bodily fluids and or skin contact during intercourse between treated females and untreated males, but how convenient the male rats' reproductive tissues were declared free of toxicity, but the male rats had never been vaccinated at all. Which is actually kind of like a glimmer of hope there, because 
if the males were not vaccinated and they were having sex with females that were vaccinated and showed no adverse events, then maybe, maybe that's safe, but who knows? Since there were no vaccinated male rats at all in the Pfizer reproductive studies, you know, the ones looking at male fertility impacts during its internal trials, it it appears Pfizer, and since the human males in the Pfizer study had to promise to abstain from intercourse with childbearing age women or else use condoms plus another effective contraceptive, contraceptive, it appears that the Western public health agencies decided to test the effects of mRNA vaccines on men's reproduction during a mass vaccination campaign. You are the phase three trial. They have no idea how this is going to work out. But the data that we're seeing, that we're going to look at here, that we just looked at actually, does not look good. Medical and public health agency professionals assured the U.S. public that the COVID vaccine ingredients remained in the deltoid muscle when injected and did not disperse through the body. Of course, we know that's complete crap. The FDA received the Pfizer document, a tissue distribution study of lipid nanoparticle mRNA formulation over a month before Pfizer received the emergency use authorization, the EUA, and began to be injected into humans worldwide. The document shows shocking biodistribution results. So they knew a month before that that was a lie. And instead of warning the public and saying, wait, hold on here, this doesn't stay in the deltoid. It's going everywhere. It's getting in the bloodstream and it's being distributed all over the body. We need to determine the impacts of that on the kidneys, on the liver, on the lungs, on the heart, on the nervous system, on the bone marrow, and BRCA and P53 and all of these things. Because that spike is going everywhere. These cells are getting transfected with this mRNA everywhere. And that lipid nanocomplex is collecting in organs everywhere, but specifically in higher concentrations in the reproductive organs. Biodistribution is a method of tracking where given ingredients travel in the body of an experimental animal or a human subject. The document clearly demonstrates that Pfizer's mRNA vaccine contents, including lipid nanoparticles, enter the bloodstream, travel throughout the body, accumulate in organs, including the testes. How did the medical and public health leaders remain so staunchly firm in their position that mRNA vaccinations did not impact male fertility, even as they had access to Pfizer's biodistribution study? These experts who were swearing that the mRNA vaccine ingredients did not leave the injection site also had access to the 2018 NIH published paper that clearly shows nanoparticles could pass into the testes from the blood and cause male reproductive harm. The 2018 study showed that uh, nanoparticles accumulate in the testes to damage sperm quality and amount, as well as their mortality, motility, or ability to move effectively, a requirement for conception. Nanoparticles can pass through the blood testes barrier and accumulate in reproductive organs. Uh, MPs accumulate accumulation damages organs by destroying serotoli cells, Leydig cells, germ cells, causing reproductive organ dysfunction that adversely affects sperm quality, quantity, morphology, and motility. 
And so we're going to go through what those cells do. This is what I found really interesting. To appreciate fully how nanoparticles harm key components of healthy male sexual uh, development and function, one must understand the roles of the damaged organs and cells, all crucial to male sexual health and even to male sexual development mentioned above. The epididymis is involved in transporting sperm from the testes, so that's one of the cells that's attacked by the, the nanoparticles. The serotoli cells are vital to the development of the testes. Serotoli cells are of critical importance for testes development, and they are the master regulators of testes development. So think about this. The parents who are injecting their kids before they go through puberty, what do you think they're doing to their, the development of their sexual organs? The, the fact is we don't know, but we're going to find out. And it's probably not going to be good for these people. A lot of them are probably going to develop cancer and die from it. But even the ones that survive, a lot of them not going to be having kids, folks. This is why Archmedic back here titled this article, Children of Men. It's a movie, you know, where there's this strange virus and nobody can have kids. And this one baby gets born and they work to get it off, you know, to the, to the sea, to a colony where it can be protected. Latex cells are present in the testicular uh, inter, intertidal tissue. I'm probably mispronouncing several of these words, sorry. Their main function is pr to produce testosterone for the maintenance of sperm creation and development and male body development. So they are hijacking, destroying, attacking cells that are maintaining your testosterone levels, which feeds so many systems in the body. When Leydig cells are damaged, one could say that physical masculinity itself is damaged. This is especially urgent to consider when we reflect on the fact that small boys and teenagers who have not reached or completed puberty are being injected with mRNA vaccines containing these lipid nanoparticles. What's going to happen to these kids? Not only are their testes potentially not going to develop correctly, but their testosterone levels could be severely impacted, meaning they don't develop physically as men. Germ cells are precursors of sperm cells. So there goes your sperm count. There's your, your pathology for that. Thus, these excerpts and citations show that lipid nanoparticles gather in human organs, including the testes. They're detrimental to normal male reproduction, and big pharma and public health agencies knowingly gambled with harms to boys and male teens' sexual development, and with all ages of males' testosterone levels, older males' sperm counts, and male fertility. And of course, again, what does that Germany do? German data show abortions are down too because the men are not uh, able to function. Their reproductive system is being destroyed just like it is for women. I saw a tweet, I couldn't find it, but it was where essentially like the uterus lining completely, I, I think it was more than that. 
it like completely dies and it's it's also known i think as um premature ovarian failure where you're just your ovaries die and fall out or you know something like that um but it was this rare thing that over several decades had happened a hundred and something times i think it was close to 200 times and just since the shots have been rolled out probably since that week 14 we're over 250 cases what took decades is now happened in a year and a half The presence of the anti-sperm antibodies in the ejaculate is an immune cause of male infertility. The adhesion of antibodies to sperm affects their mortality, making the sperm's journey to the egg highly difficult or even impossible. In late February of 2021, Pfizer documents confirming anti-sperm antibodies in the first documented indication that Pfizer's COVID-19 shot negatively impacts male fertility. So they knew almost well over a year and a half ago that this was the case did they come out and warn us no note that pfizer knew about this male infertility aesi almost 12 months prior to the clearly false nih statement from february of 2022 that quote covid 19 vaccination does not reduce chances of conception the fda knew about this by april of 2021 Nearly a year, then the FDA, public health agencies, and medical organizations ignored this cause of male infertility contained in the Pfizer documents, all of which were sent to the FDA. Then they lied about it. They kept silent for a year, and then they misled the public rather than alerting the public. The mass vaccination campaign continued without even a brief pause, and again, men were denied informed consent. And people have probably died from this. There are dead babies because of this. There are deformed babies. And it's just getting started. And the people who did this, I don't care if they're on the vaccine advisory committee or they work for the CDC or FDA, any of them, if they touch this, they need to be held accountable for the death and devastation that they have unleashed on humanity because they didn't want to do their fucking jobs. The medical establishment, governments, and health, public health agencies worldwide, big pharma, and big tech colluded to suppress COVID-19 vaccine facts, risks, and alternatives. And every one of them that touched this needs to answer for their crimes against humanity. In January of 2021, the emergency, uh, sorry, the American Society of Reproductive Medicine posted the, quote, joint segment regarding COVID-19 vaccine in men, Desiring Fertility from the Society for Male Reproduction and Urology, SMRU, and the Society for Study of Male Reproduction, SSMR. So here's the experts coming in, right? Encouraging COVID vaccination for men, including for male fertility treatment patients, despite there having no data about its impact on male reproductive health. Like, why would they do this? Why would you take something that's brand new and recommend and say that like it's safe when you don't have any data that's showing it's safe. And it's, I mean, it's unbelievable right here. Quote, as of January, this is their statement. As of January 9th, 2021, there are no data about the impact of the COVID-19 vaccine on male fertility. So why on earth would you recommend it? Instead of saying, we don't know, we don't know if it's safe. Is it because I don't know. 
you're you're colluding with criminals. The American Society for Reproductive Medicine does not recommend withholding the vaccine from patients who are planning to conceive and emphasizes that patients undergo fertility treatment and pregnant patients should be encouraged to receive vaccination based on eligibility criteria. The organization went on to blame declines in sperm production on COVID-19 vaccine-related fevers. So, oh, it's COVID causing the decline in sperm count. And, of course, long COVID is the excuse for everything now that they're trying to sweep under the rug. The ASMR, SMRU, and SSMR, all reproductive societies, stated in unison in 2021 that there were no data about fertility impacts and that men desiring fertility should take the drug for which fertility impacts are unknown. Makes sense, doesn't it? How about they could advise men to take the vaccine if there were no data proving that it would have, but how could they advise if there was no data saying that it uh, would not affect fertility? The slanted messaging continued when the semen analysis parameters following Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine clinical study said, quote, unfounded claims in the popular media linked a possible correlation between COVID-19 vaccine and potential male infertility. Currently, there is no information in the medical literature which examines semen analysis parameters following COVID-19 because you guys didn't do them because they knew the answer already. Again, how exactly could public speculation about potential mRNA shots induced infertility be unfounded when those leading the study admit that as of February 2021, there were no data to show that such a concern was invalid? Bias much, guys? Or bribed? Which is it? In September of 2021, Fertility and Sterility Journal published a study which concluded, quote, after receiving the two doses of the vaccines, we did not observe a clinically significant sperm parameter decline with the cohort suggesting the vaccines do not negatively impact male fertility potential. However, the study was flawed. It went on to admit, quote, limitations of the study include the small number of men enrolled, limited general generalizability beyond young, healthy men, short follow-up, and lack of a control group. They love doing things where they don't have an actual unvaccinated, untreated control group. They'll take one group and give them the shots, and then they'll wait a couple weeks and have it, give the second group a shot, and the first group is the control group for some reason. True experiments always include at least one control group that does not receive the experimental treatment, Without a control group, the study's outcome cannot be certain. I mean, it's pretty basic science here, right? Despite long-established scientific norms being cast aside, the science told men in this case that COVID vaccines would not negatively impact their fertility. At the end of, you know, despite no data. At the end of 2021, a Chinese study published truths that previous Western studies had refused to acknowledge. The study validated for fertility-related vaccine concerns. Quote, although several fertility societies have announced COVID-19 mRNA vaccines are unlikely to affect fertility, there is no denying that the current evidence is very limited, which is one of the reasons for the vaccine hesitancy. Of course, the Chinese have not given mRNA shots to their people. Why? Why do you think that is? What do you think they know? Why do you think they respond so differently to COVID infections. Why do you think they treat them like it's a bioweapon? The Chinese study went on to say, quote, given the potential damage of severe acute respiratory syndrome in coronavirus 2, 
to the reproductive system, some individuals suspect that the vaccine which mimics the virus may also affect fertility via the same mechanism. (laughs) It addressed the fact that COVID vaccines were rushed to market. Admittedly, data on COVID-19 mRNA vaccines are incomplete when compared with traditional vaccine based on long-term studies with large samples. So pointing out the Chinese saw it, they're cutting corners. They're saying these things are safe based on no data. And they're not giving these shots to their, their people. Okay. In June 22nd, so, you know, a month and a half ago, uh, and, Andrology published a bombshell study, COVID-19 vaccines temporarily impair semen concentration and total modal count among semen donors. That was this one right here that we just looked at, where they, of course, reported it up here as, oh, it wasn't impaired, but their data shows pretty much exactly the opposite. The study, which did not even include the effects of additional booster injections, showed a staggering drop in male fertility with an average decrease of 22.1% across the study group from the initial injection alone. The study concluded systemic immune response after the Pfizer injection is a reasonable cause for transient semen concentration and TMC total modal count decline. Uh, investigators studied participants for five months. This was the T0, T1 through T3. After they received the shot, uh, table two demonstrates the troubling results, which have a 95% confidence interval. T3 collected at 174 days. So close to six months post-vaccination, sperm concentration, motility, and total uh, modal count were all still in significant states of decline versus pre-vaccination levels. But what did they tell us? Oh, it was just a temporary drop. Everything's fine now. Sperm concentration had not recovered at all and was in fact at its lowest point yet. And there's the data pointing this out. It went uh, 14.5, 15.4, 15.9. Those are all negative. Those are all declines in sperm concentration. In motility, it was 2.7 at T1 and then negative 1.9 and then negative 4.1. Modal count, it was negative 2, negative 22, negative 19.4. That is not recovery. Saying that this was a temporary drop was a flat-out lie. COVID-19 vaccinations temporarily impairs semen concentration and total modal count among semen donors. Despite these alarming outcomes, this published study went on to encourage vaccination, quote, since misinformation about health-related subjects represents a public health threat to our findings should support vaccination uh, programs. Further studies concentrating on different vaccines and populations, uh, for example, sub less than fertile parents, are urgently required. Guess what? They didn't do those. Men continue being told to keep injecting the mRNA vaccines when the study that contains these exonerations clearly demonstrates adverse fertility results. And of course, you know, are, are we are the people exposed to this going to fully recover ever? Do the boosters, do they have an even stronger negative impact on men's fertility? Well, I would say so because that's what the data suggests. And you get a higher dose in the booster of the mRNA. It's going to create the spike that's going to cause the cell transfection, which is going to trigger the an immune response to come in and kill those cells. 
And when they're in organs that don't grow back, that's kind of a problem because you're just losing capacity. Does giving mRNA COVID-19 vaccines to prepubescent and adolescent males affect their normal sexual development and ability to reproduce as the implication of the study on nanoparticles and testes suggest it may? Well, we're about to find out, aren't we? In the coming years, not looking too good so far, is it? Is the decline in birth rates being seen in highly vaccinated countries, at least in part due to how mRNA vaccines have conclusively affected male fertility? And I would say, yes, absolutely. At least partially. So there is, it's happening both sides. And I think we've more focused in on what's happening to females, you know, because they're carrying the baby and, you know, the abortions and miscarriages and stillbirths and so forth that we're seeing are horrific. They've set off, you know, the safety signals at the hospitals and so forth. But I hadn't seen a lot of data on what's happening on the male side. And I think that's that's primarily why I wanted to go through this with you guys. What factors in the well-documented baby die-off being seen around the globe may come from the effects of men being vaccinated with mRNA vaccines? Are we contributing genes that are, uh, you know, corrupted or or defective or who knows what causing contributing to the miscarriages the abortions the you know all of this stuff and i would say yeah we are why did the pharmaceutical cartels public health officials media professionals and governments tell the public that the mrna vaccine shots did not affect men's fertility when they had no data to support such a conclusion The public must demand answers uh, to these questions. These entities blocked men from having the ability to give informed consent and made them unwitting participants in an ongoing clinical trial of a novel gene transfection therapy. Such assaults on humanity and its ability to reproduce and especially the potential harm to boys, youths, and unborn babies must be challenged. They cannot be allowed to get away with this. They must be held to account. Those responsible for human experimentation that demonstrate demonstrably harmed male fertility must be held accountable. And I completely agree. So I thought that was just excellent, very well put together. And I love that, um, you know, it described some of the pathologies of what's happening in the male reproductive system versus the female, which I think we have an idea of as well. And of course, don't forget, you also, you know, menstrual issues is one of the top, top, top vaccine side effects. And I think it's way underreported. It's happening a lot um, from people in my circles that I talk to. And um, we read the, the tweet from last week where, you know, the woman went in to a fertility specialist. She got checked out. She was given uh, all signs go, you know, a good, uh, everything was fine for her to have a baby. Her partner's sperm count was a little low, I believe. And so they were having trouble conceiving. She gets the vaccine. She goes back. You don't have any eggs anymore. Your system's failed. So how many of these abnormal bleeding are these women losing their reproductive ability, losing their eggs, losing their ovaries. We're going to find out. 
Okay. This right here is the Died Suddenly News Facebook group. Now, I've joined it. It was uh, seven hours. I've refreshed this page. It was it was right, I think, under 250. Seven hours later, I refreshed the page. It's 251.2. So, like, over 1,200, 1,400 people signed up in, like, seven hours today. <laughs> That's how fast this group is growing. And what they're doing, you've got this guy, John Harper, here. Uh, who is, he's saying, if you had a post to delete, it's a private group, not open to the public, but you, you know, they have to let you in and they review all the posts before they're allowed to be published. Uh, it was probably me that did it. He's saying, if you had a post declined or removed as moderators, our primary role is to protect the group from censorship or deletion. Such as such, we look at what you post in the way that these censors may do. We are not arbitrary and are not seeking to do anything except remove stuff that may get us deleted before we can reach you know, a large number of people. And so what they've done here, I think, is very clever. Let me grab a drink. They have people talking about the horrendous issues that they're having after eating carrots, apparently. So I have a friend. Here's uh, Dina Leah, Leela, sorry. I have a friend in their early 30s who got tachycardia after one carrot, but continued to get another carrot. My daughter's ex-boy, or two more carrots. Uh, my daughter's ex-boyfriend had a full personality change after getting two carrots and became extremely violent and depressed. Okay, that's probably prion damage in the brain causing those kinds of, of changes. And we're seeing that a lot. That's why... Uh, I'm highlighting all of these fights and things, you know, just crazy stuff happening where people are getting really violent. You had in San Francisco, guy cut his wife's head off with a sword in the street in a nice neighborhood. <laughs> Meet, met a man in his fifties that just had one shot, then a stroke soon after. Refused to acknowledge it because of the it was because of the shot, and was booked in for his next. And you know what? I had a, we had a guest come out to the farm last weekend when I had Jezza out there. And she had gotten married, adopted a daughter, and her um, husband got the shot and a few months later died of a rare cancer. And my mom suggested, you know, listen to the show. It was probably the shot that did it. And no, no, no. Couldn't be. Well, this weekend, she wasn't convinced, but she was definitely open to it. And she said, you know, well, my mind is, you know, my perspective has changed since then. So they are slowly coming around to the idea that these shots are to blame. But a lot of them, as we're going to see as we read through some of these, they don't want to admit it. Friends of friends lost their daughter suddenly in her 20s after being, uh, after getting two carrots and have not connected the dots. Of course, you had president of the AMA in what was it? Southern Australia, her 20 something daughter died suddenly in her bed, worked for the VIP uh, security company. You know, she was vaccinated, took the shots and her mom just still going on recommending these shots that killed her own daughter because she can't face it. And she got an email from me and so did every other person that had an email address listed on the AMA site 
for Southern Australia. Don't let them sweep this under the rug or pretend not to know. People's lives are at stake. A man in the area I live in, his 40s, completely healthy, very active, got the shot, and his heart is now barely functioning. Friend's sister got the shot while pregnant, and her baby was born with black eyes lifting its head at a day old. Now, that's the black-eyed babies that we're seeing. There is a a kind of medical condition where the some part of the eye doesn't develop like it's supposed to and so you get these black eyes but you know there's a video out on um bit shoot and probably other places of these black eyed babies if you search for black eyed babies this started happening with vaccinated parents there are newborns that are holding their head up newborns typically cannot do that so and they they all have these solid black eyes looks very creepy what the hell is going on with these babies? Like what kind of mutations have developed? Why do they have such strength in their neck at birth? Some of them are crawling around, standing up at a few weeks. That's in the video. Something very, very strange is going on with these kids. And who knows? Who knows really what's going on there? But it is a real thing. My son, who is 12, was born with a severe heart condition. He is, of course, not uh, jabbed, but I had to take him to children's emergency a few months ago. The cardiologist was telling me that they are so busy with children coming in with heart issues, they don't have time to eat in a 12-hour shift and was not connecting the dots. I am on the road a lot as I travel, and I'm very alarmed at the amount of ambulances I'm seeing on the road. Now is the time to pull together and I'm praying for miracles upon those that have eaten the carrots. Another friend, this is uh, Nathalie Gerox. Uh, another friend I had last year got two carrots. She was 37. Her and, and I both had gotten Bell's palsy from travel carrots. So I begged travel carrots this is crazy so I begged her uh, to not get the carrots because it would likely come back in full swing. At first, she was clear-headed. Then her friends started to brainwash her. Long story short, short, long story short, after her second carrot, a month or so later, she was found dead in her car. They wouldn't do an autopsy for at least eight months from the day she died. I know for a fact that she died from the carrots. I be- had begged her not to get them. She said to me her last words, trust me, if you're right, I'll be the first one to say you were. Unfortunately, I was right, but now she's six feet under. This is a good one right here. Colette Val Clark, uh, she's saying, I'm a former nurse and so far have lost two healthy friends to aggressive cancers, one brain, the other lung, both of which were dead in three months after having taken two doses of the carrot. Exactly what we've seen. We've played you the Deborah Conrad talking about that over a year ago, that they're seeing these rare aggressive cancers that are killing patients before they can get biopsies back that these oncologists are swamped. Their numbers are looking bad because they're getting so many patients coming out of remission and, and they're not able to help them. Why? Because of all the, you know, BRCA, P53, toll-like receptors, uh, three and four. Is that right? Uh, yes, three and four, I think, are cancer. 
So uh, she goes on, let's see. My cousin lost her dad to a heart attack who had taken two carrots. She found him dead in his bed when she went round to tell him she was pregnant. <sighs> How sad. She consequently lost her baby, but <laughs> we can't say because she had also eaten two carrots or thought shock or through shock. Was it the shock of finding her dad dead or was it the fact that she got two of these gene transfection therapies? Well, we just showed you what's happening, how fertility is being affected. Draw your own conclusions. My parents have had all the carrots. My mom has uh, blood clots appear under her skin, especially in her hands and arms that come and go, which I feel only dispersed due to the blood thinners that she takes. These past few weeks, she has been suffering with a cold for some time now, which I feel is due to her compromised immune system. My dad has neurological problems and his balance is all over the place. His skin is now erupted uh, in the most horrendous eczema. This is just necrosis, tissue dying off most likely. I have ever seen and with ulceration. He even ended up in A&E. This is uh, this eve because his blood pressure was all over the place it's because he's got vax noodles and his heart's going crazy and he couldn't stop shaking when i try to help them join the, uh, the dots all i get told is that the doctors would say something if that was the case that you know the doctors who took the shots themselves and pushed these shots on thousands of other people and are responsible for this travesty all I get told is that the doctors would say um, something if that was the case. doesn't matter. I have a nursing degree too, and I've been watching the data come out and do my own research. Out of my three daughters, my eldest is the only one who took the carrot, and as she wasn't allowed to work otherwise, but she's going uh, traveling to Australia in a few weeks for a year and a half, and I am terrified something will happen to her or she will become coerced into having more in order to work while out there. Yep, very likely. I, especially if we don't do anything to stop this, they're just going to keep pushing ahead, folks. They're already talking about you know, the phone battery analogy. The CDC is actually using that one. And they're saying you know, maybe every two months if you want. Doctors really do need to start speaking out about the carnage they are seeing rather than sit pretty because they don't want to lose their jobs or incentives so much for their Hippocratic Oath. Three nieces, uh, double vaxxed or double injected, all have menstrual cycle problems now. None have kids yet. Friend's mother is at least one carat, had bruising all over her legs. Same friend, a 17-year-old fell asleep and never woke up, at least one carat. Brother-in-law knew three women who had stillborns. Same brother had grandfather to go to hospital. For something minor, they gave him uh, one carrot while sick, and he passed a couple days later. Local hospital of a small county normally sees one to two stillbirths a year in 2021. They had over 80 as per a maternity nurse. Local funeral homes saw suicides and overdoses other uh, than other than the sickness deaths. Saw more suicides over uh, and overdoses than they did COVID deaths is what he's saying there. Uh, many I know who have had at least two carrots have gotten the sickness only, well, you know, three to five times more likely to catch COVID once the so-called protection wears off. Only one relative who is not assumes he just had it. Uh, the thing I have noticed is that the worldwide 
there isn't there hasn't been any politicians who claim to have uh, two carrots that have died suddenly. The elites seem to be immune. Not a coincidence in my mind. Stay strong, friends. And I mean, this goes on and on and on. And, and like these, if we refresh here, let me actually do that. And those, I, if you're on Facebook, I suggest you go join this group and read some of these. We've got, uh, there's more and more and more. Wait, those may be the ones we read. And it's still, yeah, it's still refreshing. A little bit slow. <laughs> and the streams, I don't know what's going on. It's been read for most of this. So I always publish, I'll upload the recording that I make here to Rumble. And I'll label this one the live stream. So you can always go and find the higher quality copy. That's not going to have these lag issues and so forth in it. It will take forever, obviously, to load the page. Can't do anything about that. But when it's streaming and lagging and the picture freezes and that sort of thing, uh, that can be fixed. And eventually I'll get this modem over here that's broke fixed and that should take care of this and get it back to normal. Okay, we'll come back to that. All right. Ethical scat. Well, hold on. Yeah, so there's a new one. There's a new one 11 minutes ago, 39 minutes ago. 45 minutes ago, one hour ago, one hour ago, two hours ago, one hour ago, one hour ago, one hour ago, two hours ago. Oh my gosh. Guy's lip is like rotting from the inside out. Two hours ago, two hours. And like these are all people telling their stories of people they know that have been injured by these carrots that they're eating apparently we have got to stop eating carrots clearly <laughs> but I, I mean it just shows you the magnitude of all of these and these are all people talking about multiple people in their family in their circle of friends for what we're told by the health authorities that these were rare and extremely unusual and we were pointing out two years ago that we had people, husband and wife, both got the shot, both experiencing severe adverse events. If they're that rare, they, they can't be that rare because you wouldn't have people in the same family uh, being vaccine injured. That was just a lie that never held up. And now it's becoming patently obvious. And, you know, every time... These groups come and go. They've been censored and pushed off of Facebook and other platforms constantly. It's been a constant battle. But what I've noticed over time, you know, when I first joined the vaccine injury group on Telegram, it, it was uh, one of, it, there was like one or two and there were like 4,000 subscribers to the channel. Now it's over, I don't know, 150, 200,000. Um, there have been some on Facebook Others that were 50,000, 100,000, 150,000. Now they just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger because this problem is getting worse and worse and worse and more people are being impacted, affected by this, are losing loved ones that they know personally and they can't keep sweeping this under the rug. There's no way. There's too many people dying. And this is a perfect example of that. 251,500 members and this group was created Ah, uh, let me go back. I, I think it's only a couple months old. And that will load sometime tomorrow. 
Okay. Yeah, we'll come back to that. Hold on. <clears throat> All right. Back to the ethical skeptic. He's got new data. 4th of September, 2022, the wonder drop. And he's, he's basically pulled out some of his um, modifications here to show just how bad the raw data is. Okay. So he's saying, despite this chart, not including pull forward effect, that's 4.3% adjustment. The CDC redactions being added back, uh, R0 through R99 deaths, not a sign. Remember you've got, I think it's tens of thousands of those that have just, you know, this is the chart where they go up and then a little hook and then they disappeared and they go up, little hook, disappear. And they've just kind of stopped doing that. Eight sigma deviation in ages zero to 64 cancers. So, you know, we're talking one in a billion. Something's not at cause here, right? And that's with him removing some of his things that probably give us a more accurate picture, which makes it look even worse because it is. However, that is not the worst of it. Despite this chart not including the pull forward effect, 4.3%, the CDC redactions added back, R0 through 99 deaths not yet assigned, 50% and anticipated lags. So remember that's his dampening factor that goes over the last few weeks. You've got a 14 sigma deviation in ages 65 and up cancers. And let me put that to full screen so you guys can actually see the, the edge there. It just climbs and climbs. They, they can't deny this anymore. Now notice that the actual signal itself, the run from a base of that pivotal week 14 where everything turned the corner and started climbing constitutes a 20 sigma run up. That in systems theory is called a wow signal. And again, uh, there's the graph for those of you that are watching. It's just, it's off the charts. Off the charts bad. Something is causing this and we all know what it is except for Dr. Baffled. He's still trying to figure it out. He's going he's gonna to wrap his head around this real soon, I'm sure. <laughs> and there's another thing here that he's put out that I want to reference. This is what he calls the saline effect. And this surprised me a little bit, right? Because, oh, shoot, let me go. Let's do this one right here. Okay, so those of you watching, you can see that there's some graphs here and there is, it's like a, a descending sort of ramp shape that's pretty linear. It doesn't have a lot of variability in it. And there's a line that follows that same uh, slope of uh, that same ramp down. Okay. And what we're looking at is, oh, come on. All right. Well, we're just going to have to do it from here. What we're looking at is uh, VAERS adverse events versus people fully vaccinated. So the line is the adverse events. The green bars are the number of people vaccinated. That's over here on the top. So adverse events is all of them, but then there's serious adverse events like you're hospitalized, you develop some debilitating condition, that sort of thing. And what you can see is that the states where it's higher above the baseline or, you know, right on that line are the ones in yellow up here. Those are, it's Kentucky, Michigan, Wisconsin, um, 
oh gosh, what is that one? Minnesota, <laughs> North Dakota, and Montana. How's that for Geography 101? And then, of course, on the bottom graph down here, the serious adverse events, what you'll notice is that the bar kind of flattens and level levels off. These are the serious adverse events that are, I think, what he's sort of postulating here. These won't occur if it's saline. So what he thinks is happening here in these key states, and which states are they? Well, uh, Washington State, Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Massachusetts, Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, um, Delaware, it looks like, and Virginia. New England was like heavily, heavily, you know, in the grips of this thing. They took it all very seriously. And of course, New York was the worst, right? But what do we see there? We see that there is the correlation breaks when it comes to these states. And what he's implying, I think, or sort of postulating here, is that they were shipped sailing. Now, I think there's probably some level of sailing being shipped out because they just couldn't have manufactured all the doses and they wanted to keep getting paid. But what this data is showing, or perhaps suggesting, implying, is that the sailing distributions were targeted to areas of uh, vac- you know, big vaccine uptake. These are per million, so you can see the states that had the higher uptake had a, you know, fewer vaccine injuries, serious adverse events compared to uh, everywhere else. And he's suggesting also that this, uh, the adverse events versus serious adverse events shows that, yes, it was saline because people can report adverse events that are more placebo effect, but not so much the debilitating conditions, I think is his is basis for saying that. So, you know, I just, I thought that was interesting. Um, that that's what we're seeing. And again, I think there's probably, you know, he's built this so that the, the two bars kind of line up, but I think there's probably saline that's been mixed in with different batches and lots, uh, that are, you know, these things should be probably further out just my my thoughts on that anyway okay and let's go back no it didn't load up okay this is dr russell blaylock uh i want to play you what he's got to say he's going to talk about d-dimer tests and blood clotting which we were talking about in early 2021, the D-dimer test to determine the microclotting, which is what they were seeing at the time. It was, I think, 62, and then maybe some other data showed 68% uh, of vaccinated patients were testing positive for D-dimer, meaning markers that show clotting is occurring. Uh, I think, And I think that was like two weeks after vaccination. Well, what does it look like now? With the compelling data showing these injections would result in fatal and cryptobosis, that is blood clots, strokes, heart attack, lost limbs. People have lost both legs, both arms. One woman lost both legs. Why, why did uh, we not know that? And now that we know it, there's a simple test to see if you have blood clots 
It's called the D-dimer test. Well, why has the government not ordered every person who has been vaccinated to have a D-dimer test? That would disclose how many people were at risk and what percentage of people were developing clots, even what we call micro clots. That's in the small vessel. Well, we know why, because there were two cardiologists who studied all of their vaccinated patients. And both studies found that over 80% of the patients had a sky-high D-dimer death, indicating that these people had microemboli. Well, when you have a microemboli in your brain or your heart or your kidney, those organs are going to gradually and progressively fail over time and are susceptible to every kind of disease now. And you could at any time have a massive thrombosis, which would result in a devastating stroke. One of the things being seen is a thrombosis of the superior sagittal sinus and transverse sinus in the, in the brain. In uh, 24, uh, well, a total of 30 years of, of clinical neurosurgery, uh, I may have seen two or three cases. We're now seeing a, a, a number of these cases, and they're occurring in young people. Well, the only reason is because of this uh, uh, microemboli and this uh, embolism caused by the insertion of the spike protein from the vaccine and a nanolipid carrier into the wall of the blood vessel. That's mm -hmm. been proven now. And we, you know, we've been seeing it. We've been talking about it. We've been warning people about it. But the simple fact is the government was colluding with social media to censor as well as the public health boards and who knows what else to censor and push this information out of the discussion. All right. This is Mark. He's a MD. He's got the crazy eyes wearing this cloth mask <laughs> and he's letting us know First vaccine shot, check. Second vaccine shot, check. First booster, check. Second booster, check. First bivalent booster, check. Now, a lot of you apparently don't know what that is. This is what the FDA approved last week without any more tests because, well, I mean, it's just an update. What could go wrong? And what are they doing? They're still, they, they've taken the shot and now they're mixing two different kinds of mRNA in there, one to create one kind of spike and one to create an updated spike for another non-circulating um, <laughs> non-circulating strain of Omicron. And like they're injecting them both. And by the way, you can get the flu shot with it too at the same time. Still wearing my mask so I don't harm others. Check. And I, you know, I feel sorry for this guy, really and truly, because he's just, he's trapped. He's trapped. He doesn't know it. There's nothing you can tell him to, to save him. He's going down with the ship. Here's another one. Uh, this is Ellen Chang. If you have an appointment for your booster shot at Walgreens, they're all virtue signaling, you know, that they're getting the bivalent booster and going to line up for it because they think, you know, the whole rest of the world thinks just like them. I waited 28 minutes and the woman before me waited 45 minutes. Then I had to wait another 10 minutes before I could get my vaccine card back. <laughs> so, wow, 40 minutes to get your shot. And of course, she's wearing the Beto for Texas shirt, so a Democrat. 
and her mask, which is actually a good mask, but not even properly fitted to the bridge of her nose. There's a huge gap there. So it's pretty much worthless. And I'm asking, you know, you got, I'm pointing out here, you got to wonder how much compliance will drop with this shot. Like how many people are they going to lose from the last booster to, with every shot, first shot to second shot, they lose a few percentage points. Second shot to booster, they lost a big percentage point. I think it's like 50% goes down from 60, 70 or 80, something like that for the U.S. Other markets are different. And, you know, they go for the next booster and it drops even more. Well, now they've got the bivalent booster. How many people are they going to lose from this one? How much is this group going to keep shrinking and shrinking down as more and more people wake up to the fact that these shots are deadly? that they're causing severe injury and death and harming people's reproductive systems, harming their vasculature. You think they'd already get it, but uh, you know, and I think maybe they are because the kids, it was only 5% that got brought in for the first shot. And then it went down, I think to like 1%. They got the second. So like what happened there? Did those parents see their kids respond negatively to the first shot and decide that's enough of that. We're not going to do it. Hope so. Then we've got ER doctors like this idiot, Brad Gable got my bivalent booster and my flu shot. And he's sitting there rolling back and forth, pointing to his each arm, which is, you know, it's probably the reason God gave you two arms in the first place, Brad. So you could get a shot from the pharmaceutical cartel in each one. Good luck, buddy. Here's uh, three people, you know, vaxxed and boosted. If you go to Walgreens, you can get $10 in rewards per shot. That's $20 for each of us. There's three of them there. That's $60. And the shots were covered. They are free. It's not like Walgreens is making, how much are they getting paid? $60 per shot. So they're just giving you a little cut. And you think it's worth it? You mean, and so I comment up here. You mean anyone, everyone can get $20 and all they have to do is take part in a potentially deadly medical experiment, taking a drug that's only been tested on rats? Where do I sign up? <laughs> Here's another one. And I found this over and over and over again that the people pushing this are either healthcare workers or they're heavily Democrats or they're, you know, just they're connected to public health. And this is another one. She's got her bunny ears on in her profile. It says social justice, academic public health practice linkages, uh, -huh. drag and reality TV fan. <laughs> She's got the flu vax and the COVID booster. Yeah. Double protected right there. She got them in the same arm too. You don't even have to put them in different arms. It's all hundred percent. So safe and effective. It'll be just fine. Be just fine folks. You can't, you can't save them. They won't save themselves. They're going down with the ship and there's nothing you or I or anyone else can do about it. Okay. Um, let's go over here. I want to show you what's been happening with the Royals. Here's Prince Charles waving away the pen carrier and the ink. I don't know what that's called, ink, uh, whatever thing. He like points to it and then does like this shoe motion to the help. 
And this guy has probably never had to lift a finger in his life. He's had servants waiting on him hand and foot his entire life. Is this somebody you want to follow into battle? Somebody that can't even sit down at a desk and move two items to the side to sign some papers? He's great on uh, public policy, too. Here he is at the U.N. Climate Change giving a speech. I want you to listen to this. So, ladies and gentlemen, my plea today is for countries to come together to create the environment that enables every sector of industry to take the action required. We know Every section of industry to take the action required. Why, why would the industries do it instead of the government? this will take trillions not billions of dollars so he's letting you know right there this ladies and gentlemen is going to be a big big heist okay you'll want to get in on this there'll be lots of handouts for you and your buddies to take advantage of trillions of dollars from all around the world to fix the climate we also know that countries many of whom are burdened by growing levels of debt, simply cannot afford to go green. Mm. Here we need a vast military-style campaign to marshal the strength of the global private sector. A military-style campaign to muster the strength of the private sector. Does that sound like kind of this technocratic takeover? that I've been describing how the corporations are being, you, you know, they're working in, they're in bed with the government to push the same agenda. They're being leveraged by the government. Meanwhile, they're leveraging government with their bribes and lobbying. It's exactly what he's talking about. With trillions at his disposal, far beyond global GDP, and with the greatest respect, beyond even the governments of the world's leaders, it offers the only this is bigger than any one national government this is global government to f- to save the planet which is complete bullshit right climate's actually been cooling for 15 years what are they doing they're going around and saying well uh we've seen record warming in this area of the world as they're also manipulating the weather to create rain clouds and causing monsoons and major flooding in certain parts of the world, doing who knows what to the climate systems on the planet by doing this kind of cloud seeding and so forth, which was conspiracy theory, by the way. They did not manipulate the weather, except now that they now they admit it and they actually do do that. A real prospect of achieving fundamental economic transition. Yeah, transition from our system to theirs, from national governments that are already too big and tyrannical to global government. Of course, he's a big fan of Trump. Here he is giving him the old... I'm going to give you the middle finger and pretend like I'm rubbing my eye to Trump as he's talking to the recently deceased queen. And here he is again, having trouble with the pen tray. He's able to move this one, but here he flashes his teeth. Yeah. 
move this or I will have you eaten for dinner. <laughs> Folks, these people, uh, I, I don't, I don't get why the British are so attached to the Royal family. When you really look at who they are, what they're doing. He's going to start pushing all of these globalist policies. They do have some power. He is going to start pushing us towards the UN 30 for 30 and all that sort of globalist nonsense while they fly around in their private jets, live in their oceanfront houses that, you know, are obviously going to be wiped out in a few years from rising sea levels that they tell us are a problem. Of course, if they can print up enough trillions and spend it with all their friends, that will fix everything. Surely. Okay, yeah, so there you go. Uh, Going back to um, Died Suddenly News, I just want to show you that. This group was created on June 26th. So it's a month and a half old, not even a month and a half old. 251,000 people in that group. Ethical Skeptic is pointing to, uh, I think it peaked at eight, now it's in the 7,000s, deaths per week. Excess deaths per week from these different categories that he's outlined. That supports those kind of numbers. Because so many people are being affected by it. There's no hiding this. All right. A couple things here. We'll wrap up and get out of here. I want you to watch this video because, you know, it's interesting to me. I think this is very much the world that we're going into, whether we want to or not. And there's a lady, a cute gal, standing on the sidewalk here. It's probably in Brazil, South America, somewhere. She's looking at her phone. Guy rides up on a bicycle, snatches her phone. Quick, get away, except a car, jumps the curb and runs his ass over. He gets up, goes running off. The guy gets out, chases him. (laughs) He's got a mob basically coming after him. And oh, there the leg gives way. He's injured. He's fallen down. Guy comes in, flying roundhouse kick. Oh, to the head, knocks him on the ground. I love this guy on the bike, runs over his leg again. (laughs) (laughs) the mob's got him he's not getting away with that purse they are kicking the crap out of him (laughs) the cars the the moped drivers they're all stopping to get in on this and you know beat the crap out of this guy and i'm asking the question is this justice you know the the police are letting this i mean this obviously isn't in america but this same kind of thing is happening in america with these teens coming in and robbing these stores and mobs coming in and ripping off people and, you know, sucker punching people. Is this the kind of justice? Like, I, you know, the, the risk here is somebody like this could be beaten to death by a mob uh, over, you know, a, a simple petty theft kind of thing, stealing somebody's purse. But at the same time, this kind of environment is no different than box cutters on planes. That ain't going to cut it anymore. The passengers are not going to let you get away with trying to hijack an airplane, you know, putting the cockpit security doors aside 
they're not going to let you get away with that anymore because they know the new reality is uh, you could crash the plane. So they are going to fight you and overtake you. And I think the same thing is going to be, is happening in Brazil where the police have kind of given the unofficial nod to, you know, if you want to swerve and hit these guys, go right ahead. And now they're worried about any random car around them. And it's, I guarantee you it's having an effect. And at the same time, it's saving lives. So on the one hand, police not doing their jobs. And there's a great video of how uh, there's a new proposition. I forget where it is. It's in my feed somewhere. If somebody in chat wants to uh, link a tweet to that video, I'll, uh, we'll talk about it. But there's all these things where they can't arrest somebody for like aggravated DUI, trespassing. All they can do is like write them tickets, have a nice day, and they, the people can stay there. And he said it's going to be up to property owners to decide what level of response is needed or what they do about it. <laughs> this is the world we're heading into. This is not the optimal system, but what we have is failing us as well. So what do we do as a society? How do we fix these problems? These are the kind of challenges that I think we're going to increasingly face in the coming years. And like, while I don't like this system, it's far better than just watching it happen. And I think it's going to create an environment that stops this from happening and prevents other people from actually being hurt and seriously killed from these kinds of incidents. Food for thought. Okay. Um, here is an ATF agent. So we played the video of, a month or two back where the ATF came to a guy's door, didn't have a warrant. He called the police on him. Police show up, draw guns on him, tell him to get on the ground. He tells him I'm not getting on the ground. They say, yes, you are get on the ground. And then they uh, throw him on the ground and handcuff him, put his knee, put their knee in his back and he's freaking out. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. You're going to kill me. Let me go. <laughs> he really was an ATF agent. Well, what they're doing, there were these solvent traps which, uh, you know, happen to be the same size as calibers for bullets. And, you know, if you were to use them as stick them on the end of a barrel, I mean, you shouldn't do that because that would be illegal. But uh, if you were to do something like that, it, it would be a silencer. And so they're going around asking questions, right? And that's what I think was happening in the previous one. And here's another one. And I want you to listen to this. Now, the thing to do is just not answer the door. Don't talk to these people. But should you do, uh, I want you to be very aware of what they're trying to do. So this is kind of like a little mini breakdown like we did for Biden's speech. I want you to really understand what they're trying to accomplish here. Hey, sir, are you good? Hey, what's going on, man? How's it going? Hey, with the ATF. Okay. I'm here about a solvent trap that you ordered. Okay. The silencer. I'm not going to answer any questions. Perfect. Yep. Don't answer any questions that they have. Ask them questions. Okay. Um, well, we're actually here to recover because they're being used as suppressors. Do you have a warrant? I don't have a warrant. Okay. Did you see what he did there? We're actually here to recover them. We're going to rip you off of your property if you voluntarily give it to us. And he's pointing out, do you have a warrant? Well, then you ain't getting shit. And you could tell them, get off my property at that point and shut the door. Um, 
But what did they say? I want you to listen to this again. Okay. Um, well, we're actually here to recover because they're being used as suppressors. We're here to recover them because they're being used as suppressors. What are they doing here? They are trying to get probable cause to come back with a warrant by making statements that they're being used as suppressors. And if he says the wrong thing, boom, they've got probable cause. And now they can come in and, uh, you know, kick in his door, shoot his dog and steal all of his shit. Suppressors? I don't have a warrant. If you let me finish, I can talk to you. Okay. Yep. No, here's what I would say. No, see, you, you work for the government, right? Yep, yep, do. That makes you a public servant and me as the public, your master. So I will do the talking here and I will interrupt you whenever I want. Servant, do you understand the nexus of our relationship at this point? They're being used as suppressors. There's the allegation again. We're here to pick them up. Now, we're just here to pick them up. If you don't have it, you can sign that you don't have it anymore. Now they want you to sign that you don't have it. And then if they can catch you with it later, oh, we got you. Nope, you can go. And of course, when you sign that you don't have it anymore, what are they going to do? That They're going to use that to basically affirm that it was a silencer that you had. I guarantee you that's what's on the paperwork that they want you to sign, which means they'll be able to charge you. Everything they're doing is an attempt to entrap this man. Don't put up with this shit. Don't talk to these people. Tell them to get the fuck off your property. If they had a warrant, they wouldn't be here knocking on the door. We're not going to sign anything. Okay, don't sign anything. So what will happen is if you're caught with it, we'll prosecute you federally. Sure. For an NFA item. Okay. No, not okay. Not okay because it's not being used as a silencer as you're attempting to complain or to, uh, to claim. Sorry. Um, obviously going to be on the radar now i appreciate all the cooperation we're going to watch you somebody's watching you just came to pick it up and have it destroyed um but since you're being such a polite person i mean we'll leave it at that that we we know what you're using it for correct i mean you bought a jig with it here do you see that you know what we're you, you we know what you're using it for correct trying to get him to confirm that it's being used for a silent as a silencer so that they can go get their warrant and come back and kick in his door. Your AR-15 being such a polite person. I mean, we'll leave it at that. that we, we know what you're using it for, correct? I mean, you bought a no, jig with it for your AR-15. So there's, I think, a jig to do the threaded uh, connection. I, I don't know. Um, I wouldn't know about these things, would I? that lets you screw it onto the end of the barrel. And that's what they're talking about. So that's what the, the two components that they're probably, they probably went to the manufacturers of these things, got a court order to force them to hand over all their client records. And now they're going door to door trying to, without warrants, entrap people so that they can come back with a warrant. Don't fall for it. These people are criminals. Don't talk to them. I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. So this isn't the first time we've done this. You want to come back with the warrant? I mean, you can do that. (laughs) Okay. Absolutely. Put your hand out of your pocket for me, please. I'm sorry? Put your hand out of your pocket for me. You're on my property. I can put my hands where I want them. That's perfect. Perfect. Don't let these people tell you what to do. 
especially in your own home. Get the fuck off of my property. It's private. Do not come back. You are not welcome here without a court order. If so, you will be trespassing. Let this service clear notice. And I'd have the camera right in front of them and I'd be showing their face. We're law enforcement. They're talking to you in an official capacity. So you're on my property. Your pocket, so. Well, I don't care. You can we're leave we're my property. We're be, be jerks here. You are, though. You're, you're, we're you're, not, we're not. I mean, we're you're here. the ATF. Come we're on. idiots? No. Well, no, I didn't say that. Oh, I said that? you're the ATF. Correct. Well, your entire job is to take away people's guns. I don't think you have any idea what our job is. <laughs> I know absolutely. everything about your job. Oh, All please it is, tell is to me. erode this, the Second Amendment. Okay. Shall not be infringed. So, violent uh, criminals with guns that we take off the street. That's, oh, like oh. at Waco? Like <laughs> at Ruby Ridge? Oh, my. Yeah, like Waco, where you set fire to their house and burned children alive and then shot anyone that was coming running out of the building that you set ablaze and then running over their remains with the tank with your sniper in the helicopter shooting on the same sniper, by the way, that put a bullet through that woman right there in the picture while she was holding her infant at Ruby Ridge over a sawed-off shotgun that... uh, they basically encouraged and entrapped her husband to fix for them or something. These people want promotions. They want to score big and they don't care what rules they have to break or lies they have to tell in order to accomplish that. That's who they are. These people are criminals. My gosh. My dogs? You need to quit. Need to keep right. my dogs you in need the house. to quit. Read some of the books. Break. I, yeah, we're watching too many shows. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sure we'll find you again someday. No, you won't. Um, yeah. Anyway, have a good one. Yeah, I appreciate too. the cooperation. Take it easy. Go fuck yourself. Right. Get off my property. Don't come back. Watch out for the dogs, guys. <laughs> Maybe you should watch out for them in response to watch out for the dogs, guys. Oh, great comeback there, guys great comeback okay and he's saying uh the reply to the accusation of the atrocities of ruby ridge and waco with you've been reading too many books and watching too many youtube videos is absolutely disgusting it's sad what some people will perpetuate against their neighbors just for a paycheck and benefits exactly exactly and here's another perfect example of that that i want to cover i saw just before the show this is down in Florida. Sher- Sheriff, Disney worker, teachers among 160 arrested in Florida. Human trafficking investigation, right? Because everything's human trafficking now. Because that's the big push. Until you actually look at what happened, 160 people were arrested by the Polk County Sheriff's Office Vice Unit during a seven-day undercover human trafficking operation. So seven days Fall Hall 2, which began on Tuesday, August 30th, PCSO was assisted in the effort by police departments from, you know, all these departments on and on. So what did they do? Well, they went around and uh, one more child, they had these other organizations and so forth to provide on-site services to identified or potential trafficking victims. So they talked to all of the women who were uh, providing prostitution services And they asked them, were you sex trafficked? Are you sure? If they were screened by detectives and the social services organizations to determine if they were being trafficked or exploited by others. 
two of the trafficking victims and another five possible victims were identified. Now, you know, we just saw the tactics that they will use to identify criminals. Uh, it's very much above board. So like, was this two women that traveled with their boyfriend or something? Who knows? We don't, we don't really know. Were they real trafficking victims or were they manufactured because trafficking, human trafficking is a big initiative. And if you can actually, you know, do some successful human trafficking operations, get some headlines out there, boost up the number of trafficking victims that we're stopping. That's going to make the federal government look good. And you could get a promotion, more funding rewarded and who knows what other ways. So when you're a hammer, everything starts to look like a nail. This was just a prostitution sting. They've been doing these for years and years and years. But now, no, it's a, it's, they're stopping human trafficking. <laughs> when the reality is if, if a man and a woman, if a woman wants to accept money to have sex with somebody, they should be allowed to do it. It's none of your business. It's none of my business. It's between the two consenting adults. This is ridiculous. These vice crimes should be wiped away. And the people who are engaging in, in this on the vice squad are absolutely disgusting piece of shit human beings to lie and deceive people like this. Because here's what it's actually all about. Interesting notes from the operation. 26 of those arrested told detectives they are married. <laughs> okay. Detectives charged those arrested with a total of 52 felonies and 216 misdemeanors. On and on and on. They collected drugs. They got this. They got that. Here's some of the uh, here's some of the you know sex trafficking victims. 41 year old Cameron Burke arrived at the residence to have sex with a prostitute. Arrested. Here's 24 year old soliciting a prostitute was the charge. 36 year old soliciting a prostitute. 26 year old soliciting a prostitute. 61 year old soliciting a prostitute. Soliciting a prostitute. Soliciting a prostitute. Soliciting a prostitute. Engage in lewdness. <laughs> okay, wonder what he did. Engaged in lewdness. Engaged in lewdness. This is just a prostitution sting that they are misrepresenting. And by the way, they caught a couple drug dealers who were coming to spend some of their cash with a little bit of weed. And maybe they were going to sell the girl some drugs. And this is their big hundred and how many did they advertise here? 160 arrested in Florida human trafficking investigation. Bullshit. You had maybe two victims. You don't give us the details about that, but yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's what this is and not you guys just lying to get more attention, money, and power for yourselves. It's sad. Okay. That's it. That's what I wanted to cover. So again, the authorities show up. Don't even open your door. Don't answer. Just tell them to go away. Tell them it's private property through the door to leave the premise. Don't come back without a warrant. <laughs> because they are not coming there to help you. They are coming there to attempt to entrap you so that they can get probable cause so that they can make your life a living hell. So recognize that's who these people are and start acting like it, folks. All right. If you want to jump in with a comment, you can do that or on spaces. Just request the mic and I'll bring you in. 
and I'm just going to scroll up here. See if I missed anything. Tinnitus and graphene. I'll take a look at that. Julesy. Yeah, y'all are talking about lag and so forth. Can't do much about that. Sorry, guys. Okay. Nope. Y'all are quiet today. Let me see. There's a few comments here. Oh, I'll check Rumble as well. Uh, Twitter space is the only way to call into the show. Utopia. It makes me think of that show Utopia in which the end goal is to sterilize those that took the jab. So Jack, the way you call in, uh, I'm on Twitter spaces, TTL boats, and you have to be in there. You have to have a Twitter account for now to do it. Um, and you come into spaces and you request the mic and then I will typically see that and bring you in kind of towards the end of the show. That's how it works. And hopefully you guys had better sound as well. Uh, and apparently there's comments, but I can't see them. Okay. Well, that's it folks. So, uh, how do we summarize this? You know, the fertility thing is dropping. We've primarily focused on sort of what's happening to females, but same as the same kind of bad news is there for males as well. And for these kids that got these shots before, you know, they hit puberty, they might be in big trouble because their testosterone levels are being affected because their, um, their testes development is being affected in a very negative way by these nanoparticles and they knew this stuff and they pushed it anyway. And they told you and your family and your loved ones that it was perfectly safe and you should get it. Whether you're pregnant, not pregnant, six months old, take the shot. It's going to all be fine. And it's all a lie. And now that the numbers are becoming undeniable that they can't hide that, uh, you know, all of these cancer deaths are off the charts bad. They're just, they're not publishing. They're not releasing death data. They're doing everything they can to try and get away with it. But it ain't going to work because they've injured too many people. It's coming out. You've got these morons here going, oh crap, I think I just closed it. Yeah. You've got the, the vaccine, the vax heads going in getting their shot. You ain't, you ain't going to fix them at this point. They're just going down with the ship. It's going to be till death do they part with them and their, their carrots that they're eating constantly. So what do you do? What do you do? You prepare and you get out of the way. I went to a um, homesteading event that was actually pretty close here. Uh, I met a um, couple of viewers that edit videos and make the shorts for me. It was really nice. Kyle his wife was supposed to come. She's still dealing with uh, COVID like I was for about a month after the last bout. Um, but they were teaching, you know, how to process a rabbit, how to process a chicken, how to process a little pheasant and how to can them and uh, put them in an electric pressure cooker. And, you know, basic homesteading skills like that may be um, more valuable than you could ever realize. Okay. Because, I think the world is about to become a much simpler place as all of this unfolds. The housing market's going to collapse. The dollar's failing. Again, I think that's what's really driving all of this. 
we've got this massive die-off of the vaccinated that is underway and probably still going to keep picking up steam from here. And as that unfolds, these companies are just going to start falling apart. Global shipping is going to start falling apart again. Now, the shipping companies are saying we're out of the, the shipping crisis. But, uh, you know, I kind of wonder, are we going into a production crisis where, you know, because of the supply chain issues and so forth, it just takes longer. It's too hard to get anything done. And uh, it's just going to keep getting worse and worse, I, I suspect, until we until things just really sort of grind to a halt and then there's no, no denying what's going on. And who knows, you know, maybe there's this whole Q thing that's actually something's going to happen. Jason Ford did a video where he talked about, he thinks it's a solar storm that's coming, that's going to knock out the grid. And then you've got Q on truth. I, I believe it is putting out tweets about, uh, and, and maybe this was uh, Cash Patel or one of the others. No, it was it was Entheos Shines saying, if you're in these cities, and it was like 14 Democrat cities like New York, um, Seattle, L.A., whatever, you know, different, Chicago, some of these places. Um, strangely, not Texas cities, maybe because we've all got guns down here. <laughs> but they're saying, like, get out if you can now. And I and you know, maybe the false flag that I'm kind of think could very well be on the horizon is this some kind of EMP from the sun, meaning some kind of weapon that they unleash that only affects these major cities. And uh, it could get really ugly really fast. So be aware of that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you if you're in one of those cities other than just uh, be very aware of the situation that you're in and the time to get out is early, early on because it very quickly descends into chaos if the power doesn't come back on. So with that said, um, I'm Sam. I am. We'll catch y'all next broadcast. Thanks everybody. To wake the people up I see a few waking up But I don't see enough If you wanna hear some real rap Then turn the speaker up They locked in Assange And I felt to free him up Rest in peace Black the ripper Let me like this weed I live like a lion I don't wanna die a sheep You can't kill me For talking about genocide The body stops working But the spirit never dies I'm looking at this pandemic From a bird's eye They're lying to the people Not for the first time I just wanna see peace Like the merch sign I tried DMT Not open up my third day Talking about money And swag that's not real rap how the real ones in the struggle gonna feel that everybody's lost chase in the fake life too busy on social media and facetime just look at the way that we live our lives wake up get this money then it's dinner time i love life i could have died but i'm still alive i'm still me without the clothes and the bimmer saying you could strip me naked put me in a jungle no matter how much money i made i stayed humble i had to grow up since eight i've been an uncle i don't always see my nieces but i love you 
Kids love technology, it's not right though. I can't stand seeing youths on these iPhones. Reese turned vegan, yeah, that's my bro. Ain't no dead animals allowed in my home. We need to drop our egos and start showing love. I feel sorry for the generations growing up. With a bunch of fake people to look up to. That's another soul that's gonna be a lost shoot. I look around and I don't see no real men. Just lost dads putting masks on their children. That's why if I have a kid, then I'm a raisin, right? I refuse to let some men in suits change my life. All the stresses from the world is getting to my head. It's all mad, would it be better if I was dead? But fuck that, cause that's not the right attitude. I'm grateful for life, so I show gratitude. 